Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Okay, so here we are again today with another episode of Women in Electronics Leader in Highlight radio program. We have a member in Highlight today who is a leader, who is somebody I love and adore so much, and who has been so instrumental to our growth at Women in Electronics. Um, With that, I want to introduce Mary Ellen Stack. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jackie. There's so much I have to talk to you about. But first of all, what you do in your role in the industry is you are the Director of Marketing Communications at Sager Electronics, one of our sponsor companies and just a very leadership company in the industry. A lot of amazing people coming from Sager, uh, you including one of them. And then also just two or three years ago, I don't remember Mary Ellen, when you got involved uh, with women in electronics, it seemed like forever, right? But I think it's even before that, because I came in and was under Diane Sweeney when I first started volunteering. So pretty early on, even though it was kind of (laughs) quiet. Very early on. and and Very early on. So Mary Ellen, you are on our advisory board and you are also our chair of our marketing and communications departments. So where we have come is so far. And so I want to thank you for that. First of all, thank you for all your expertise. (laughs) And honestly, it's been an amazing experience. There are certain challenges, Jackie, but it's it's (laughs) definitely the enjoyment of it far outweighs the challenges that I think we face. Yes. And if anybody listening, I'm going to get into a lot of questions for Mary Ellen, but we have a brand new We Weekly, which is largely inspired by our communications team led by Mary Ellen. That looks amazing. So thank you, Mary Ellen, for all your help and your guidance through this whole process. Thank you, Jackie. I think our materials have evolved a ton, especially during the pandemic, right? And we use a lot of feedback from our community. And I think that helps drive those changes. So yes, for sure. And that's one thing that I'll have to say to you as getting into this conversation here, we're in the tech world, right? And we don't always use all the data. So I'm so proud of our marketing team that data is actually a big part of analyzing what we should be doing. We take emotions out of things, as we always have said with women electronics, we we make decision on the data and the analytics. So thank you for incorporating that (laughs) into our marketing. (laughs) Well, thank you for providing it. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so let's get started in our interview, um, Mary Ellen. So first of all, you know how it is. We all just end up here. industry somehow. And we have some phenomenal people. In fact, someday I've said, and I'm going to do this, I actually want to write a book of all the leaders and, and just their backstory. And it's amazing if you look at the industry and the leaders. And so here you are. Tell us the story. How did you get here? I mean, did you grow up thinking, I want to be in the electronic component industry? No. <laughs> How did you get here? Mary? I did not even, I, I pseudo knew the, this industry existed just simply because my husband had worked at IBM and he was actually on site with a distributor. We lived in the Philadelphia area 
never really gave it much thought, Jackie, seriously. He, at the time, his role was changing and they were going to have us go back to Atlanta and we wanted to return to Massachusetts where we were originally from. So he found a new role completely in a different industry. We came back to Massachusetts. I was working in business development for a large facility management organization and I was doing work for them, but it was remote, which was foreign at the time. And I had put my resume on Monster and Sager literally just found me. And they brought me in in a contractual basis and it clicked. We had a really positive experience. Sager was completely different than the organization I had worked for in Philadelphia, which I have to be honest, realized at the time that women in leadership roles was a foreign concept because Sager is actually well represented in our senior management roles. So it never even occurred to me where the company I worked for in Philly was very male dominated. So it was ironic, I guess, to me that now I'm involved in this organization trying to help develop future leaders, right? Focus on women, but all future leaders. So, right. Well, that's really good to know, Mary Ellen, because Really, I think what that says is that you didn't feel stunted at the beginning, whereas maybe some people do. So maybe that's part of why you've stayed all these years. You've advanced, right? I I definitely have advanced. I came in at a time we were getting ready to start our family. Sager was very flexible and accommodating for me in that regard. And that was my earliest priority. It And it took until my children were a little bit older. And I was like, gosh, well, I'm still working. So I either have to embrace this and become more proactive, I guess, in my own career development, or I'm just going to remain reactive and, and not grow. So for me, I went with to my manager at the time and I said, this, this is where I'm starting to see myself kind of branch out and, and do more. And they were all for that. So my manager and the managers on up. So, well, that's really, really good information because I think that just hits on something that I think a lot of women face and me, I'm kind of passionate about this whole thing of women having children and being able to work. I think that's really the fork in the road for a lot of people is that what companies can have that flexibility, like you said, Sager had, and have that endurance to get through that time. Because you know how it is when you just have (laughs) young children and you're working, it's a big juggle, but it's so in a company's best interest to work with women through that time, because then they could have lost you. So do you have any comments on that? I think for me, where I was, and the fact that I had maybe already proven my commitment to the company certainly helped me, right? I wasn't one, I I think I had some issues in my pregnancy, so I had um, to work from home anyway, and they were very accommodating to that. And I think because that was successful, once I had my daughter, my first daughter, it helped, and they allowed me to continue to do that. And when I was ready to no longer do that, they also were more than welcoming to my return to the office. So I can't say enough about just having open communication, making certain you've proven yourself, but for yourself, if that makes sense. And then making certain that you are sharing what you're doing because everybody's busy. So let them know. (laughs) I think that helped me as well, right? That I was very good at saying, okay, you gave me these goals and this is how I've met them. 
And I think that helps solidify that I would be a strong candidate to work remotely. Wow. Well, obviously you were because you're such a responsible and good worker. But I also have to say, though, I think that process when we do go through having children and things like that, it actually enhances us as leaders because that compassion, that endurance, the patience, it's like you grow as a person. I know when I had children, I had said to my husband, like, when we have kids, it's going to be 50-50. Like, you have to help. And then I had the baby and I was like, give me my baby. (laughs) I just... (laughs) We might have have control issues, Jackie. We (laughs) might have control issues. (laughs) That whole maternal side of me. Before I had children, people from my growing up laugh because I used to say, oh, I don't know. I might have one if I have children. And then I had the one. It was like my whole world changed, right? (laughs) And I think as me as a person... And just how I looked at people and, and, and evolving. So anyway, I think it's just a good message for women to uh, keep going in their careers because we need that perspective. For me, it was the right thing. I think I may have honestly, and I, I don't consider myself an overly jealous person. I may have been jealous at my friends that were staying home at the time because I don't think it was easier per se, but they had different things they had to juggle, right? But for me, longer term, it definitely worked to my advantage because I'm really not a stay-at-home personality. And so if I had done that, I'm not sure what I would have would be doing now. And I get a lot of joy. Um, joy might sound exaggerated, but I, I get a lot of joy and pleasure out of what I do every day. And I really enjoy that my colleagues at Sager, my colleagues at Women in Electronics. So I don't know what kind of person I may have ended up if I didn't continue pursuing my career. Right. Oh, that is such a good point. And so I hope this encourages women who are in those. um, I hear from them a lot just to stay the course. And if you are that person who wants to have a career and have a family, it can happen. You just have to be with a company who has that flexibility and who wants to see you through that time. They are out there. So you started in the industry, gone through different life stages, right? I have (laughs) 22 years in the industry. So yes, these are grown and off in college. So you've seen a lot of change. So what is it that you see has been the biggest changes in the industry and where do we still need to go from here? Well, I think once I, left Sager's doors. I had a broader view. I was like, oh, wow, there are a lot of men. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that was certainly enlightening. Um, And many, many of them, I enjoy working directly with them, seeing them, networking with them. But I think this organization and others as well, definitely have an understanding that women bring something a little bit different to the party. And that it is an area that we have to continue to foster younger women, help them develop. In addition, and I think um, actually I know I had just listened to the Altium Live event where you and Dave Doherty, I think, had talked about even just getting younger people into the industry. And, and that to me is something I'm very passionate about. Sager was exceptionally strong at that for many, many years. And the downturns really kind of put a dent in how we attracted and retained younger people. And we're trying to get back into that mentality. And it's so exciting to see. I think the entire industry has to consider that. Maybe it's easier on the manufacturer side. I'm not sure, but 
distribution seems to have that problem. The manufacturing rep community seems to have that problem. So how do you uncover these talents? How do you help them develop? Um, And how do you give them growth paths? Well, I think part of this discussion that we started out and and just naturally we went to that place of that flexibility. I think you hit it right at the beginning of the interview because really there's a lot of young talent coming into the industry. They want the flexibility. It's not that they don't want to work hard, but they do want a life. Like you're a woman, you want to be able to have a family. There's so many people still that are facing this challenge. And here we are in 2022. So I think through podcasts like this, through organizations mm-hmm. like Women Electronics, we just hope to keep improving that organizations will hear the message. We need flexibility for our youth. We need to open that opportunity for them to come in and not be a detriment to be a woman who's going to have a family because on the other side of that is a really talented, capable, really great leader. So, but what would your message be? Okay. So here we are, we have, you know, an industry, it's a technical industry, obviously, but we actually need to get a lot of non-technical people in. So if I look at what you're doing, Mary Ellen, see, you're technical now, but you probably- Wasn't technical. I know more now than I, I ever would have thought I'd know about electronic components. Yes. But I'm, I don't have a technical background. Um, I think if you get into this industry and you get in to an organization that wants to help you learn and develop, that's first key almost osmosis part of it, right? The more you're around it, you just absorb it and you learn the lingo, but embrace that you might bring something different to the party, right? You don't have to be technical to have good ideas. You don't have to be technical to create relationships that are going to benefit your company, right? You bring other things to the party. And I think that's what young talent has to remember. Marketing is going to be key going forward. I think we learned that in the pandemic where you and I've discussed this for a long time. It might've been considered overhead and afterthought because we bring a lot more to an organization than what is traditionally thought of as marketing communications. And if you have those talents, share them. Yep. And you know, marketing is driving the organizations now. Every company is a marketing company. I don't every company is. Yes. Every company is a marketing pe- company. So I think you you're so right that we used to look at marketing as an afterthought. It has to be the first thought now. And so it's really interesting where we are in the industry because here we have this technical industry, not likely an engineer is going to be trained to be a marketing person, but you can do it the other way around. You can bring in a great marketer who can learn the technical part of things. So I still don't see that there's enough of that um, training and development for these young people coming in who are not technical. We're trying to develop something like that through Women Electronics. I know ECIA now develops some module for that as well, but As an industry, we need to come together and recognize that the young talent coming in that are marketing or other uh, positions, sales and all kinds of other positions, they might not have the background, but they can learn it. Definitely. And I think you hit a point on sales, right? Because there's different types of sales. There's an engineering sale. There's the inside sale. There's customer service. So any of those jobs have different levels of technical knowledge or product knowledge. But you shouldn't be fearful. If, if you're a good salesperson, 
you don't have to know all the product inside and out. Eventually you'll better understand, but it's not needed to get started. It's funny that you mentioned inside sales. So we were just talking one of our other we members recently, and we were saying how there's such a workload on everyone right now, outside sales, inside sales, you know, all the way product managers, everybody. But if we just take outside sales and inside sales right now, for instance, you know, you've got a bunch of outside people that are not able to see their end users. Mm -hmm. That's what they thrive on getting out in the field Um, and and, and they're rockers and rollers. Right. And then you have another skill set with an inside person who's super organized. They can be trained how to be technical. Mm -hmm. They can be trained how to get a lot of things done on the inside. So there's so many needs, right? We just need those skill sets, but you know, the technical part can be taught. And I noticed that in our industry too, when we first started, I think of how many trainings there were and how many things you went to and how much now it's kind of like learn on your own in a lot of cases. So yeah, I think some of the larger suppliers still do technical training, but it's probably reduced on who actually attends. There's not anything going on in person, right? And a lot of learning used to happen that way. And it's definitely a shift, but you're right. I think the more exposure anyone in sales gets, the better they are. Right. So with that, let's talk about Mary Ellen in all your years. Cause like when I was just starting in the industry, I always looked to people that I respected. And in fact, some people at Sager, I've <laughs> always respected Bruce yep. Keller. There's yeah. certain people that are just like the icons to me, right? Um, that you, they might not know it, but you watch them, you respect their leadership style, you respect what they're doing, and you just want to model that, right? Mm-hmm. So who is that for you? Like, what? who is it that you model and what's been your biggest learning lesson over the course of your career? So... I probably have a number of different individuals who I model. Faris Arori, he is my manager. He's Sager's Senior Vice President of Marketing. We're very similar um, in terms of our people skills and, and just watching how he maneuvers business day in and day out with such integrity and honesty. And it's it's so admirable. Craig Sanderson, he is vice president here. He's been with the company since his father was actually here. (laughs) He came in his footsteps. He's over 40 years with the industry and product knowledge, his marketing knowledge. He's also been instrumental. Um, I have colleagues to my side. I get something different from each of them. We have a number of very strong women here that I've also learned from. I'm going to bring up Kimberly Wallace, though. So I know Kimberly was a founding member of Women in Electronics. She's a very close friend of mine. I think one of the most important lessons I learned was actually from Kimberly, because Kimberly at the time when she worked at Sager was not technical. I think she's learned a lot, just like myself. She taught me, though, the power of the network. And for me, that has changed the trajectory of my career. I didn't want to be in the background anymore. I didn't want to be known as the person that would get you the t-shirt, right? I wanted to contribute at a higher level. And I saw in looking at her and how she was growing her own career that it helped to get outside of your own little world and to 
broaden your relationships, to expand your horizons, because you learn so much from different people. So even though I have mentors and sponsors right in here at Sager, I rely heavily on those influences and the relationships I've been able to develop and cultivate outside of these walls. So there's just too many people, Jackie. But for me, it was grow, expand, cherish that network. That's really good input. And it's really challenging right now in this virtual world, right? Where a lot of us haven't seen each other, um, but we still need to do it. And maybe that'll segue to my next last question. I feel like our time together went so fast. Kind of did. You make this easy. (laughs) No, you made it easy. So I think this comes back to the network. So if we look at women in electronics, all the things that we offer, I think one of the the people I've met along the way, you wouldn't trade that for anything. And so the fact that we can be as women, you know, used to be a fish out of water. You'd showed up to these events. And even though we all got along with our male colleagues, Mm -hmm. we weren't really connecting, I think, with other women as much. And it feels so good now to know when we have events that our tribe is there, right? Yes. Connect with people. Definitely. Even from maybe my first EDS to the last one I went to, completely different. And not that there were a ton more women there, but I knew more women there. So I don't know numbers wise, the shift, although I do believe attendance from females have grown over time, but it was my relationships have grown. The individuals I know have grown. So you are right. It is the pleasure almost walking down those halls and like, Hey, how are you? Definitely a a shift in the right right direction. And it makes us feel like we have our place to call home too. Um, because we all love this industry. I think there's probably a lot of people listening. We kind of grew up in this industry. Like I got in just in college still, and you got in very early on and we love the industry. I love the relationships, the people, the men, the women, you know, everything. And I do believe we have some of the best leaders in our industry across any industry. If you look at the class and you look at the, just the caliber, we're so fortunate that we have some amazing, amazing leaders. So we're hoping now all of us together can start talking through an industry-wide problem with um, talent, because I would hope people would find their place to call home and find Mm -hmm. the relationships and feel how we feel all these years later, right? Yeah. Sager is 135 years old this year. And to know that for the last 22 years, I've contributed to some of it growth and to its culture and to its spot in the industry, in the marketplace. It's a wonderful feeling. And to know that they have supported me to grow and expand and look outside these four walls. What more could you ask for? Really? Really awesome. Well, hats off to Sager. Love the organization. Very honored that they are part of you know, the sponsor family, TTI family, (laughs) just we're so grateful and grateful to you, Mary Ellen, for everything you've contributed to the organization and still will, you know, I'm going to keep you (laughs) as long as I can possibly, but just so appreciative of you and just the, not only the expertise, but just who you are as a person 
is what I yeah. love and adore and respect. Just honored to have you on our team. So thank you so much. I'm so glad I did it. I'm so yeah. glad that I found a second spot, I guess, yes. if you will. <laughs> and I'm so glad that we opened up my world from both um, a leadership development place, right. but also personally in many, many ways, as well as my own brand exposure, right? right? You helped introduce me to other leaders that maybe I would never know because I'm at one distributor and they might be at a different distributor. So I, I appreciate that in the expanded network. All right. Well, we are out of time, unfortunately. I'm just going to say to people listening, Mary Ellen, maybe you can throw out your email address. I don't know which one you want to use. So people, if, if anybody's listening, wants to contact you or ask you a question, um, get some mentorship advice, where can they contact you? So they can either contact me at mstack at sager, S-A-G-E-R.com or Mary Ellen at Women in Electronics. Either one works. Perfect. Well, thank you for being here, Mary Ellen. Thank you for having me, Jackie. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.